Carol, I'm freaking because this season we have a lead sponsor. That's right. This season of Beyond is presented to you by Happy Buddha Hemp, a top tier CBD company. And guess what? If you use the code Beyond, you get 30% off your entire order. Let's get this episode started, shall we? Pushing feels like something a dark entity would do. I understand that. Not in the little F. But here's what I'm, here's what I think is so shocking about this is you literally believe in anything. 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 And this is where, this is, maybe this is my line, is the F. He was a flapper in a past life. He's a comedian in this life. He's got a podcast about it. Everything he loves. Magic, magic, psychics, psychics, mediums, astrology. I'm Mike Kelton, and you're listening to Well, hello there, Carol, and welcome to a very personal and somewhat surprising episode of Beyond. This story gives you a peek into a chapter of my moonside journey that tested my faith in the supernatural world like never before on the pod. More on that later, but for now. Let's talk about what this story is all about. Fairies. Yes, you heard me right, fairies. Now before you start assuming, like I did, that all fairies are small, sweet, pixie-like creatures, you gotta know that according to mythology, there are many different types of fairies that may dwell here on Earth. Fairies are not what we see in modern pop culture and they actually show up in histories dating back to a time before the written word. While this episode is landing smack dab in the middle of the season, it actually takes me back to almost a year before the season began. Before I knew, Andrew and I would be kicked out of our apartment by our pesky neighbor, Maria. It was March of 2020, and Carol, I know that nobody wants to be reminded of this time, but girly, dead ass, it's important to tell you a bit about where I was at. Because believe it or not, it sets the scene for why I stumbled onto the concept of fairies and why, for the very first time here on Beyond, I had such a tumultuous test of faith. It's mid-March and only a couple days into lockdown when I found myself incredibly sick with COVID. As a relatively healthy guy, it was a huge wake-up call for me and truly a terrifying couple of weeks. Losing my smell and taste, sleeping 20 hours a day, dangerously high fevers, not to mention some of the worst body aches and chills I've ever felt. At one point, Andrew was trying to feed me vitamins to which I thought he was trying to poison and kill me. So I'd also say my mental health was greatly affected. I did eventually recover with the help of an inhaler and some incredibly kind nursing from Andrew who was trying to murder me, just kidding. I didn't realize till later just how taxing isolation was for me, But as a person who loves being around others and feeds off community, I was really struggling with the at-home nature of life during spring of 2020. In May, however, I was lucky enough to watch my first fully directed television show premiere on TLC, but that excitement was short-lived because, of course, I felt immense guilt celebrating anything, not to mention a makeover show with drag queens while they were putting truck-sized refrigerators outside of hospitals in New York. It felt dystopian, and affected all of us in ways we will only start to unpack over the next decade or so. 
And what made the changing and uncertain world around me feel even worse was the polarizing nature of all of it. From friends on Instagram to family on Facebook to strangers on TikTok, I felt like everywhere I looked was a hot fucking take that I couldn't even recognize humanity in. How could I be experiencing one version of the world while other people were experiencing something completely different? Even though I had so many privileges and securities during these uncertain times, the loneliness and disappointment in the world around me tested my faith like never before. And by now, you, Carol, know that I'm typically an optimistic, good inch girly who's lived my life easily connecting with just about anybody, which is why I was finding myself desperate for connection. Literally anything to pull me out of my sweatpant-wearing, TikTok-scrolling, nihilistic funk. So, when I heard about the town of Lilydale, New York, a town of, wait for it, only mediums, while on a catch-up call with my good friend and resident podcast medium, Asa Hoffman, I knew that I had to get in the car with a giant iced coffee and my Moldavite crystal to get my ass there stat. And not like you asked, but according to the website, Lilydale is Western New York's home for mediumship and spiritual healing since 1879 and regularly offers all kinds of magical workshops, otherworldly events, and even supernatural-themed hotels that would make the listeners of this pod lose their goddamn minds. Especially because they have a daily spiritual meeting in the middle of the woods where a lineup of mediums do cold readings on the audience. It's basically Disney World for millennials addicted to their crystals. So... I called up my good friend Lindsay and invited them to join me for a Spirit Girl weekend in Lilydale, New York, where I was sure to find something to knock me out of my isolating and faithless funk. Hello. Hi. Hi. We are staying at the Angel House with Michelle. I'm not sure what the deal is. This is our first time to Lilydale. After buying a two-day pass for this magical, gated town, Lindsay and I drove to stay with a friend of a friend, a woman named Shelly, who owned a bed and breakfast so gorgeously named the Angel House. And on night one in the Angel House, Lindsay and I were sitting on the back porch with our host, Shell, sharing cocktails and ghost stories, when Shelly brought up something that I had never heard before. Okay, say that 100 people stay in room three. Uh-huh. But on... August 1st of X year, um, somebody comes down and says, okay, I know I was going to stay here for two nights, but I can't because a vortex, I'm staying in room three and a vortex opened up and 30 fairies came in and I like fairies, but that that was just too, I I have to leave. Can, Can I get my money back? And we're like, yeah. Now, what? If, uh, 99 other people stayed in that room... And they never said anything about fairies. What room are we, we in? Oh, stop it. What room are we in, Shell? What room are we in? Tell room us, six. Tell us what's happened. Was yeah. there ever a fairy vortex in our room? No. <laughs> and legit, this is the first time in my life I heard someone bring up fairies in a real way. Like, without making a full stop joke out of it. Of course, I know about Tinkerbell and Puck. And honestly, I was called a fairy all throughout my childhood but I never actually considered fairies to be like an actual topic 
that supernatural lovers discussed in a tangible way. Which is why I thought that would be the last time we heard about these creatures during the trip. But the next morning, Lindsay and I made our way to the famous stump, the open mic for mediums in the middle of the forest under a bunch of giant oak trees, the thing I talked about earlier. So we took a seat and I started recording a voice note just in case anything happened. And honestly, thank God. Okay, so Lindsay, when I'm in front of you right now, what I see is a woman. I see a woman that says to me that she's one of your ancestors. And she's telling me now that you can do what I do. Is that true? Maybe. This medium, who I can only describe as the Rodney Dangerfield of mediums, she started tapping into Lindsay's energy. And then... Like perfectly planned universal clockwork, the Rodney Dangerfield of mediums went on to mention. I see you surrounded by fairies. Is this true? Do you believe in fairies? I've never explored. I've never explored is the sweetest and funniest reply to do you believe in fairies I could think of. And it feels like almost exactly what I would have said to this iconic medium in the middle of the forest at a gathering of magical beings and spiritually curious seekers like myself. But upon hearing it again, I was starting to have that matrix feeling like, was the universe trying to point me in the direction of fairies? I mean, I've been doing this podcast for years and the concept never came up. And then I go to a town of mediums in the middle of a pandemic and it's brought up multiple times. Maybe I was meant to hear about this. And maybe this was the start of a larger journey. So I took the pitch for a fairy exploration back to producer Tracy. So like, what else are we doing right now? Truly, what else are we doing right now? There is, there is, famously, there is nothing to do. Nothing to do. We're we're mentally unwell. So why not add some fairies to it? If we're mentally mentally unwell, unwell, the world is literally crumbling around us. Why not look into fairies? And with Tracy on board, we did just that. We started looking into fairies. We were a-googling. And a couple weeks in, after finding the most chaotically disparate info on the internet, which definitely didn't help me believe in them, we both agreed that we needed someone with some kind of credentials to tell us what fairies really are, which led us to connect with a fairy expert. Okay, Carol, before we go any further, I feel spiritually guided to remind you that the holidays are upon us, and I do think buying your loved ones my fave CBD products from Season 3's presenting sponsor, Happy Buddha Hemp, is a very good idea. Head over to happybuddahemp.com to find the best products for everyone in your holiday crew. Use the code BEYOND for 30% off. Personally, I'm giving my sometimes anxious father who has trouble sleeping Happy Buddha Hemp full-spectrum gummies. They have the perfect and legal amount of THC to keep him feeling good amid the inevitable holiday hosting family chaos. For my yoga teaching mother, she's getting HBH Sports Cream and Magic Mender Salve for her joints and constantly and ever stretching limbs. No, seriously, she sends Andrew and me videos of her doing yoga warm-ups every single day. And we love it, Mom! For my brother and sister-in-law, you know they're getting those gummies too. The two kids and full-time jobs, nobody needs sleep better than them. Roasted. Again, it's happybuddahemp.com. And don't forget to use the code BEYOND for 30% off your entire order all season long. Back to the show. My name's Andrew Steed. I'm a shamanic teacher. I've been self-employed now since 1996. 
my heart guides me and I live between the worlds and work between the worlds. I've worked with fairy since I was a child and through my own education of going and working with First Nations people in the United States and leading pilgrimages here on the land in the British Isles, the land has become my greatest teacher. And who protects the land? The Fae. And so the Fae and I have a really deep, meaningful relationship. I was so into Andrew's whimsical vibe, and I felt giddy just chatting with him. So I calmed my little ass down and went on to ask him to break down the history of these little creatures. Once the written word was out there, you've only got to look in, in ancient Greek. They talk about fairies. And the fairies in, in the Greek world were the earth keepers and the water keepers. They were the, 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 the keepers of nature. It's written about in Sanskrit. You go anywhere, Norse mythology, full of, of, of absolutely phenomenal tales and the Fae appear, these beings that are found in the, in the bogs or in the marshes, or they can be found in the sea or the streams, they can be found in the woods and the hills. You know, Fairy takes all shape and forms. And my experience is, is the Fae can, can, can also look like humans. I've had encounters with people and you go, something was just a little bit <laughs> strange there. Are they from this realm or are they from the other realm? Andrew gave me great context for these creatures and for Grimes. Because based on that, she's deaf a fairy, babe. Back to Andrew talking about how far back his relationship with the fairies actually goes. I, as a child, always knew fairy was there. For me, they're the guardians of, of, of the planet. Each my partner Joyce will tell you, each flower has a fairy. Listening to Andrew fill in our fairy blanks was illuminating and made me realize that prior to our chat, I had a very limited view of what these creatures could be. Not only did we learn that these beings had been around forever and mentioned in many cultural histories, but I also learned that they exist on all planes and could even look as hot as you or me. Andrew then went on to share a story about someone in his life who once struggled to believe in these creatures, but had such a wild experience, she, you know what? I'm just gonna let him tell the story. My, my mother came on pilgrimage with me in 2003, I believe it was, to Ireland. We got to Glendalock. Glendalock's a, a beautiful place. There's, there's ruins there, there's, there's labyrinths, there's a holy well, there's two locks, there's feral goats and deer. I mean, it's, uh, there's bull and stones all over the place. I mean, it's a fabulous, fabulous space. And my mum said, uh, you're going to the bank in the local town, aren't you? I said, yes, I've got, I've got an errand to run. Um, she says, I'll come with you. I'm like, why would you want to go to the bank? She says, oh, I don't belong here. I get the ancestral thing. She says, I understand the ancestors and honoring the ancestors. She said, but come on. She says, you all believe in fairies. She said, I don't believe in fairies. And I said, mum, you don't have to. We were going on a, a, a day quest, a silent quest, where people go out on the land and follow their heart and sit and be. 
So anyway, my mum decided she was going to go. She goes and she's one of the last people to return. And it was when we were sharing that the most beautiful story unfolded because she said, now this is going to sound really odd. And then she went, no, it's not going to sound odd to you. Not to you, it won't. She said, it's going to sound odd to me. She said, the night before Quest, she said, I had a dream. And in my dream, she said, I found this beautiful pool of water where you could have knocked me down on Quest Day. She says, because I found that exact pool of water. She said, and I sat there and I looked into that pool of water. She said, and there was some, some fast water coming through. She said, and I looked at that fast water and I said, that's me. I'm that mover and shaker. I'm like that fast water. I'll get things done. She said, and then there was a, a sweet eddy where it was really still. She said, and I looked at that and she said, it was so deep. She said, and I thought to myself, you know, I can be deep too, and I can be still, and that water is me too. She said, and then it happened. She said, at the bottom of that pool was a stone, the shape of a heart, not a Valentine heart, a human heart. And it started to beat. She said, I've never seen anything like it. And there it was beating under the water. And I sat and I watched that stone. She said, and I thought to myself, well, I've got all I need from here. And I started to walk away. She said, I hadn't gone more than about 50 feet down the ways when I thought to myself, you know what? There's something back at that pool of water for me and I need to go back there. So she retraced her steps. Paul wasn't there. Oh my God. <laughs> and I said to my mum, I said, well, I said, you come to Ireland with someone who works with the Fae and a group who believe in the Fae and you proclaim I don't believe in fairies and they just gave you a fairy experience. One of my favorite moments during our chat was this story. It really lit me up in a way I hadn't felt in a while and reconfirmed my hunch about this topic and exploration being for some greater purpose. But back to Andrew. This wasn't the only story he shared. He was chock full of magical stories, some of them by way of other storytellers. It, it's hilarious. I was talking to um, a storyteller in Ireland a few years ago, and he said that there were some some workmen who didn't believe in fairies but when they were told that they had to to cut down this fairy tree because it was in the way none of them would cut it down <laughs> wow you know there is still that oh my goodness i'm not touching that because if i cut that fairy tree down there's the wrath of of the fairies and of course i had to ask what did he mean wrath of the fairies with fairy beings, if you disturb something in a way that has no respect, I, I, 
you know, you can open up a doorway there and, 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 and things can go pretty haywire. It's important to know that not all fairies are cute and cuddly. You know, fairies come in all shapes and sizes. Now, I have to preface it with this. Just because something is deemed in our world pretty, in the fairy world, doesn't mean that they're nice. Mm. And just because something is prefaced in our world as ugly, it doesn't mean in the fairy world that they are mean and nasty. We wrapped the call and thanked Andrew for his time and incredible storytelling skills. And even though I was delighted by the magical nature of his expertise, I couldn't stop thinking about how the call ended with him warning us about the wrath of the Fae. The wrath of the Fae felt like a dark and unexpected turn. Imagine if these creatures are real and if they actually can do harm. As if Andrew's warning was the trap door into chaos, Tracy and I fell down a Wrath of the Fae wormhole. From internet articles to Reddit threads to TikTok algos, producer Tracy and I found ourselves deep into the dark side of these creatures with a multitude of internet warnings that sparked a pretty dramatic text convo. OMG, look at this article. Apparently, the Fae will get your ass. I know, they are much darker than we thought. This witch on talk is like, I'm not kidding. If you open your life to the fairies and the fae, you need to know what that means. And I was like, oh no, what? Holy shit, I'm scared. I know, they say if you piss off the fae, they will break your legs. And before we knew it, this fun, pixie-like Beyond episode pitch started to feel more like an episode of The Sopranos. Which is why what happened to Tracy during a move into a new apartment took this story to a whole nother level. Mike and I were in uh, a full witch talk, fairy talk hole. Me especially. I had nothing else to do. I wrong wrongfully downloaded TikTok, a huge mistake. And uh, I was seeing all these things about the wrath of the Fae. Um, you can't mess with them. Um, they're mischievous. You like just so many things. And one of the, one of the TikToks I saw, one that really freaked me out was that um, if you mess with the Fae, they will break your legs. And I was like, what? what? Like how this is now, we're now going into broken bone territory, but okay. I'm scrolling. My algorithm is doing its thing. And during that time, I'm also moving in a global pandemic. So one day during the move, I'm going up and down these stairs like normal, like you have to do. And I am carrying a very large bag of laundry and I'm heading down the stairs and all of the sudden I fall and I fall in a way that lands on my foot in a way your foot is not supposed to be okay I feel a crack I immediately scream and I think to myself oh my god the fairies I literally think to myself, it's the fairies. They said 
that if you mess with them, they will break your legs. And I just saw that TikTok and Mike and I, we maybe we, we've been digging into something we shouldn't be digging into, okay? Maybe it wasn't ours to dig into. And we were like, oh, they're like Tinkerbell. We've been flipping. And here I am on the floor of my hallway. My foot is in agony. My partner is flying down the stairs. He's freaking out. There is laundry everywhere. And all I'm thinking is, of course, I am the producer of Beyond. I've seen crazy stuff. Me and Mike talk about the weirdest, weird stuff. And now I have a fractured foot and a terribly sprained ankle, and I am in a green cast like I am in seventh grade. I can't walk around my apartment. There is a global pandemic. Bet she didn't think that was gonna happen. So why couldn't this be a thing? I'm not going to mess around with it. I am like deeply convinced that they pushed, they tripped, they facilitated. I don't know. Okay. But from now on, I am taking, I am being cautious. I won't even say their name. They are now the F. They are now the F. And there it is. Tracy's story that honestly had me at a crossroads. Did I think a fairy pushed her down the stairs? Was I allowed to not think a fairy could push her down the stairs? Was it wrong for me to not believe that a fairy pushed my friend, producer of this podcast beyond, Tracy, down the stairs? After all, I was the person who prompted the trip to Lilydale and brought the idea of exploring fairies back to Brooklyn where I pitched it to her, only to ask her to hop on a Zoom and record an interview with Andrew, a fairy expert, who would then warn us about the wrath of the Fae. If I didn't believe her, did that make me a supernatural gaslighter? Tracy's story had me struggling even more so than when I started this journey back into the beyond during the summer of 2020. But I can't lie to you, the listener, and say, sure, I believed it all and wanted to make an altar for the Fae to apologize for angering them. It just wouldn't be true. But why was I having such a hard time believing when that's what started this journey in the first place? Well, a little backstory. For me, during this 2020 to 2022 chapter, I really started questioning my faith like never before. I started wondering if I was foolish to believe in some of the things that sparked this podcast in the first place. And feeling like maybe the healthiest thing for me was to start investing in things that I could tangibly see and feel, especially with the growing uncertainty of the world around us. To me, living through 2020, seeing hundreds of thousands of people die as a global pandemic became political fodder, really affected me in a way that made me less confident in the greater good in general. I also saw how spirituality and alternative modalities of healing and health seemed to permeate the minds of people who spun conspiracy theories and fanned the flames of hate and division. And I was questioning how responsible diving into topics of this nature really were. Dramatic, but Carol, this is genuinely what was going on in my mind. I'm not saying Beyond inspired the QAnon shaman. But I am saying seeing all of these things around me made me feel much less confident to jump to believing in something without seeing it or having it scientifically proven. 
I started to relate these modalities with negative outcomes instead of the beautiful outcomes that actually exploring them taught me throughout my journey making this podcast. But I didn't tell Tracy any of this, which is why it was no surprise that months later, when working on the pod, this crossroads came to a head during an argument in my small and very echoey office. How dare you, Mr. Like, you literally have a feather fall on your foot and you think like <laughs> an angel came from the heavens. I, I'm sorry. I really am sorry. I really am sorry. I really am sorry. But I have to say how I feel inside, yes. what's going through my mind as you talk about the F, it feels like, oh, it feels like a full on horror movie. And I, I, I don't think I, I, so what I don't think, I don't think they tripped you. Pushing feels like something a dark entity would do. I understand that. Not in the little F. But here's what I'm, here's what I think is so shocking about this, is you literally believe in anything. 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 And this is where, this is, maybe this is my line, is the F. And there it was. The first skeptical stance I ever have taken here at Beyond. Or, honestly, publicly for that matter. You know me, I love this shit. And I've made somewhat of a brand around being a person who dives deep and believes somewhat instantly. And for most people, admitting they might not believe in fairies or that they could have pushed your friend down the stairs might feel normal. But for me, it's the opposite. I started this journey to snap me out of my magic-free slump. But I sat in my office, denying my friend and collaborator, feeling a lot like I had found myself further away from where I had hoped to land. I did, however, consider that maybe the F was too deep of a topic to explore, and maybe like a 30-day meditation challenge might have been a smarter first one to dive back into, but we were too deep in. And this breaking point on the F had me and producer Tracy feeling like we needed an end to this story, not only for my own existential crisis, but maybe for our relationship. So I asked Tracy if she would be comfortable connecting with Andrew again to get his take on her fall. And maybe he would have a suggestion how she and I could potentially get the F back on our side. We want to know, like, do we think I, you know, got the wrath of the Fae or did I get in my head? And if so, how do I get the Fae back on my team? Well, to start with, your reality is is you know what I love about the world is we're, we're the co-creators of reality. So your reality is you disturb the Fae. You know your reality is and in disturbing the Fae they could they could they, they could break a bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you know it's interesting when we take something in and we start believing in something, then something manifests to say, okay, here it is. Look what's happened. But. I, you know, I, I also like to look at, at other sides to stories because I've broken my foot in my in my life. And when when I broke my foot, what came to me was, well, of course, I needed to break my foot to because it's time for me to walk in a new way. Which you is know, very true, you know, and 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 a, certainly in the times of the pandemic and, you know, you, we were shifting. So we've been rebirthing ourselves. So what a wonderful rebirthing moment for you to come through this and, and, and walk differently because of it. And I have to tell you, it was extremely eye-opening to hear Andrew immediately validate Tracy and what she had gone through. He didn't make Tracy's experience about himself or his belief system. He focused on her 
and what her experience was. And while this was something that I personally was struggling to accept, it didn't mean that I couldn't validate her for what she experienced. And that felt like a bit of Andrew's magic that had finally made its way into my brain. And if this was true to Tracy, I did want to help her. So I went on to ask Andrew if there was anything we could do to help get these creatures back on Tracy's side. Fairy love songs. Mm. So there are so many beautiful spirit songs. There are, are, are so, I mean, it, and if you don't know any, you can you you can choose a word to 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 sing to them. Love, 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 love. You know, and 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 if it's real, if it's if it's authentic from you, love, 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 love. Yeah. You know, then you can gift that piece. Finally, I saw an opportunity to use my BFA in musical theater, but before I get ahead of myself. Andrew went on to explain why singing was the perfect antidote for the wrath of the Fae. And in working with people, what I have found is, and even people who have been on a shamanic path for a while, struggle with authentic joy. Mm. Uh, There's a lot of manufactured joy on the planet but there's a difference between manufactured joy and the authentic joy that comes and beams out of your heart as you were, 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 were expressing when you go to the woods and you, you sing for the love of singing, for the joy of singing. And if somebody walks along, because if I go singing in the woods, if somebody's there, I don't go in and, 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 and start singing where they are at. However, if there's nobody there, I will stand on the bridge in my local woods and 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 I will be singing to the waters and and I sing it's uh it's the song that sings us it's the unit and you can bet your sweet ass that there was no way I was going to let Andrew leave without singing us this what I anticipated to be an absolute fairy bob I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quick burst. If I was singing I love, it. love, I love to, it. To, 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 to both of you and mm. I was singing some love to you, I would I would get into my roots. I don't know what's going to come out. I've no idea what's going to come out and I'm going to trust it. Hey, oh, I love it. Yes, we were obsessed. We thanked Andrew so much for his educational, magical, and joyful follow up. And this conversation ended up being the turning point for me and Tracy. Connecting with Andrew again and hearing him passionately talk about these whimsical creatures and their potential for magic or wrath reminded me why I do this fucking podcast. It's the furthest thing from an Outlook calendar invite for a work meeting, and it offers me a glimpse into the great unknown world happening all around us. It's an escape into another dimension that, sure, might sound a bit illogical at times, but for the most part ultimately always offers me perspective and a bit of hope about traditions and folklore that have been around way before we landed here on Earth. 
which feels like reason enough to give it a go and explore. Which is just what I pitched to Tracy, to put an end to her F curse. And because she was also inspired and warmed by Andrew's thoughtful and validating feedback, she felt comfortable continuing along this journey. So I figured the best way to get the F back on board with Tracy was to go to a magical place with tons of nature and no subways. So Tracy and I booked an Airbnb in December of 2022 and set off to Montauk, a beach town three hours from New York, right at the tip of Long Island. They literally call it The End. It's a place I've been going to for years to write, meditate, and connect with my spirit guides. So I figured it would be the perfect place to share with Tracy to hopefully inspire an F reconciliation. Okay. So like... I don't think we walk in far. No, we, we literally have to go like right there. Okay, so I'm gonna turn the car off. Yeah, okay. Okay. And on our first night there, under a full moon, we drove up to the beach with the hope of centering ourselves and singing to the F. And heads up, this is phone audio of us on the beach in the middle of a December night. So Carol, don't expect good audio, babe, okay? Because it's pretty bad. <gasps> I actually love it. I love it without the lights. This feels, it's like- This is really witchy. It's witchy. I love it. I think it's just like- Let me set the scene. We parked right on the beach in the middle of the night. Let's just say it was midnight. The waves were crashing on the shore, as you can hear, and we looked around for a spot where the F might be. So we walked up to a pretty magical dune with some beach plants growing out of it, and I prompted Tracy to feel the vibe and sing, yes, sing, to the F. Can I tell you my honest vibe? Yes. I don't think it's a song. Okay. Here's why I disagree with you. Yeah. Andrew said that the expression, like the gift to them, yeah. was like song is an expression of like taking what you do here and giving it back. So I think it maybe it doesn't have to be a song, but I do feel like you should do, because it almost means you get vulnerable. And I think that's part of it. For sure, but I'm just worried that like I'm forcing myself to sing and that feels fake. But I think yeah. in that action, you'll find how it is real, okay. and that will be the beautiful. I hope you don't think I'm a monster, but I was genuinely pushing Tracy to sing because my real belief was that the gift was getting vulnerable and opening up and delivering something that is almost of another world. And also, I'm a musical theater bitch, and I really honestly wanted to hear Tracy sing. Regardless of why, what happened next was magical. I'm saying doo-doo. Love that. I love it. I'm trying to listen because I could join in. Love this. Do-do-do. 
love it, love it. Do 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 One more time. Do 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 I love this so much, and I know you do too, Carol, because I can feel you smiling right now. And why? Because somehow, on the beaches of Montauk, in the middle of a cold December night, under a sick-ass full moon more than a year after I started this journey, I found some deeply authentic joy. So deep, your boy used his chest voice, and that's a joke only for voice teachers. But seriously, it was so simple and almost stupid. I just allowed myself to get vulnerable and escape from the prison of my logical mind. As I sang with my friend at the top of our lungs to sand dunes and maybe even fairies, without worrying one bit about what anyone would think of us. This night is now one of my favorite memories, so much so that I'm carrying a couple lessons from it with me. I know that for me, trying to find connection or any type of magical inspiration from behind your phone, deep into an AI-generated algorithmic idea of what you like or who you are, ain't it. Because standing there with a real human, in the awe of nature, we were connecting to something so much bigger than ourselves. According to Andrew, the Fae are the guardians of the planet. So I'm not surprised how mystical that experience was. After all, we were guests in their home, experiencing the true magic of their space. Now, more than a year later, I really can pinpoint the moment when I lost my way. And it was in my extremely echoey office, doubting my friend telling me the F hurt her. I was so lost searching for anything tangible. And not only did I not show up for Tracy, I diluted these creatures to Tinkerbell, happy-go-lucky, good-eng entities that I could process in my mind. And Andrew made it pretty clear that just because something can look cute and cuddly doesn't mean it can't be mean and nasty, which, go with me here, Carol, reminded me of my lack of confidence to share the shadow parts of me that didn't fit the brand of good-eng that I created years ago with this podcast. But here I am, sharing with you my crisis of faith, and here you are, listening. Not only to me, but to that terrible audio we recorded on the beach. That's the final lesson for sure. If and when I ever record audio for a podcast on a beach in the middle of winter, your girl needs to hire a sound person. But Carol, it's not only me that came out on the other side of that Montauk beach night. Tracy absolutely got some closure as well. And I'd say, got the F back on her side. Seeing as she now regularly sings to her plants and calls the F by their full whimsical name. So, doll, I will leave you with this. After the hellscape of the past couple of years, I can't give you anything to make those things go away 
or change the darkness that does exist. But I can suggest that if you are looking for some inspiration or magical reminders, like I was when I set off to Lilydale, get in touch with nature and invite someone you love. Take your time and maybe make up a song and just sing. Oh, and also, maybe don't piss off the F because they might just break your legs. Goodbye. This episode of Beyond with Mike Hilton was brought to you by Mike Hilton Productions, presented by Happy Buddha Hemp. Executive produced by Mike Kelton, Tracy Soren, and Alex Ramsey. Directed and edited by Tracy Soren. Additional editing by Ivy Hall. Written by Mike Kelton. Additional writing by Tracy Soren. Sound design and studio engineering by Brian Flaherty. Music and theme song by Henry Kapersky. Theme song vocals performed by Katherine Thomas. Beyond with Mike Kelton, thanks Forever Dog Productions for their continued support. And of course, Mike thanks all of his spirit guides, crystals, and honestly, Key Lime LaCroix for making this season possible. 